3: Before we jump into today's episode, I just wanted to let you all know that we are doing a giveaway. Each week, we will be selecting one lucky listener and sending them a $50 Amazon gift card and a Storytime t-shirt. All you have to do is rate and review the podcast, follow storytime.pod on Instagram, and leave a comment on the latest post that says, I'm an official fable, baby. That's it. Also, if you have a damn good story to tell and you want to hear it on an upcoming listener episode, Tibbity type that thing up and email it or send an audio file of you telling your story to storytime at collab.inc. Can't wait to hear them. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the latest installment of Storytime, the podcast where I bring you the best stories from around the internet, produced by iHeartRadio and Collab. I'm your host, Will Extra Baggage McFadden, and if you're like me, you've got anxious feet and jiggly legs and you are aching to do some major traveling. I'm talking like getting in a plane and traveling across the ocean traveling, except You kind of can't because of COVID-19, and you really can't if you're American, because the rest of the world put us on timeout because we pooped the pool at the pandemic pool party. (laughs) Just a little hopeful banter to get everybody feeling great. How'd that work? Wonderful. So I woke up this morning with the itch, the travel itch, not any other kind of itches that are terrible. And I thought to myself, how do I scratch this? So I am currently cruising down the freeway in my 2005 PT Cruiser convertible, top up though, gotta keep my hair on point, with Los Angeles fading into my rearview mirror heading out to the desert. I wanted to go somewhere relaxing to unplug, but also somewhere not inhabited by a ton of humans, safety first, fable babies. So I am heading to the National Park Desert Oasis slash third best U2 album known as Joshua Tree. Maybe I'll meditate in some hot springs, or do a socially distant sound bath, or, I don't know, try peyote and go rock climbing. All I do know is that these chakras need some serious realigning. I do have one gripe, though, about good old Jay Who is this man Joshua, and why did he name all the trees after himself? I mean, seriously, what an unimaginative narcissist. There's so many good names out there, like Will, or... William or Wilfred or Wilbur or Willis or Wilhelmina for the ladies. Those are all great names. Way better than Joshua. 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 I wonder if there's anyone I can email about this. Maybe start a petition. Anywho, I hope this chill, not dangerous in any way trip will satiate my restless gams until we are able to travel the world again and journey to super interesting places and learn super interesting things. Like, did you guys know that the country of Russia only classified beer as an alcoholic drink in 2011? That's less than a decade ago. Before then, any drink with less than 10% alcohol was considered a food stuff. Food stuff. Damn, these Russians go hard. And did you know that Sudan has around 250 pyramid structures? That's two and a half times more pyramids than Egypt. Yet somehow, Egypt gets all the pyramid cred. I mean, that is seriously some great branding. I wonder who does their PR and if we can get them for this show. Well, now seems like an amazing time to remind all of you gems out there to make sure to subscribe to this podcast and follow us on all the socials. The handles are all up in the bio. Help us out by helping us out. It seriously has been such a long time since I've been anywhere, I should probably brush up on the do's and don'ts of being a person in the world around other people. Thank God our first story is... Oh, oh my God, Dag Nabbit! what the hell was that? Oh my God, yeah, 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 yeah. I think I just hit a pothole or something, or, or, uh, or a small cow on the freeway, I don't know. Oh, that does not sound good, I should probably check that out. Oh, oh look, perfect, there's a rest stop. Okay, all right, uh, while, I, while I tend to my, my PT cruiser here, please enjoy our first story from creator Tabs, fittingly titled, Don't Be a Tourist. Tabs is here to help get me and you back into tip-top traveling shape. Take it away, Tabs.
4: What comes to mind when you hear the word tourist? If you said you think of some happy-go-lucky fool is ready to blow all their money for what they think is a once-in-a-lifetime trip, we're on the same page. Good job, gold star for you. So you're in a new place, in a sunshiny type of mood, and you're thinking to yourself, "I right, whatever, let's throw some cash around. And slowly but surely, these sleazy con artists take full advantage of you. for a raggedy looking hot dog? No problem. But then all that spending adds up, and by the end of the trip, you're 50 pounds overweight, and you're broke. You'd be like, damn, I don't even have enough for the bus ride back home. Pathetic. If you're looking in the mirror right now going like, Yeah, that's me. Don't worry, I'ma help you buffoons out. Not saying it's bad to splurge every once in a while. By all means, enjoy yourself. But... When you're stepping into new territory, you gotta be aware of the locals trying to do you dirty. They'll take all your piggy bank savings just like that. Well, to be honest, I fell for a lot of these schemes in the past, but now I'm here to pass on these street smarts to all you guys. So for those of you who don't live in urban areas, this is what the gist of it is like. It's real out here. People are always hustling, chasing bags. And trust me when I say they'll do whatever it takes to win the rat race. To make it out here, you can't twiddle your fingers and hope it all works out. Nay, you gotta be the chattest of chads and KO everybody who gets in your way to get what you want. Wow, city people sound like assholes. Yes, sir. You're an asshole. You're an asshole. We're all assholes. That's just city life. Tell you what though, you can avoid getting caught up in these situations by not making yourself an easy target. Locals can always tell who's a tourist and who isn't. But how? First of all, your clothes. If you're wearing souvenir all over you that says, I love this city, we'll appreciate the gesture. But I'm sorry, that's a dead giveaway right there. Let me tell you, nobody who lives in the area casually wears that stuff. Second, you're wildly looking around at everything like it's your first time here. You got stars in your eyes. You're taking pictures of gum on the street, turning hobos into homies, and making out with pigeons. Meanwhile, everyone else is making their way downtown, walking fast. Faces pass. Okay, I'll stop. And they're just minding their own business because they got places to go to. They're doing their thing. And third is the exact opposite vibe I was talking about. Most people who go to new places are on edge and mad cautious about their surroundings. They walk like snails, look down, and cry when people are rude to them. If you don't want to out yourself, you better act like you own these streets. Chest out, eyes forward, and strut. Faster faster. There we go. Okay, now you're getting too cocky about it. You're definitely getting mugged. Keep in mind some people don't give a damn if you look like a tourist or not. They'll come up to you regardless because their confidence is just way up there. That being said, now I'm gonna teach you the methods and signs of hustlers trying to freeload off you. So one of the tricks they use is what I call the sob story sales pitch. These pre-planned speeches aren't that hard to spot, and it's an easy peasy way to make you fork up your money. This happens a lot in trains. Always in the same damn format, just a different story each time i swear the atmosphere always tenses up when one of these guys come in excuse me ladies and gentlemen can i have your attention please yes hello my name is jay i just got out of prison right now i got no job no home my house burned down no wait prison job home yes so my house got robbed and and i used to be addicted to crack now i'm off I'm trying to stay clean. Now, I sure would hate if any of you were in my shoes right now. Now, honestly, I could have stabbed one of y'all, but hey! I chose to take the high road instead. And I hope you choose to do the same thing. I will appreciate anything. A dollar, a quarter, dime, even a penny will help. Fucking asshole. Call it cold, Well, when you sat through the same scenario at least a hundred times, you start getting pretty sus about it. You know the drill. Next time you see them, they'll be walking out of the drugstore with booze in their hands. Next up, we got the oopsie guy. So you're walking on the street and somebody clearly and purposely bumps into you. Then they bend down and bounce right back up, showing you a pair of broken glasses. You broke my shit. Sorry, sorry ain't gonna do nothing. These glasses were 300 bucks. You gonna reimburse me or what? Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Here, blam, you just got scammed. Okay, come on, let's be real here. These prop glasses at most, at most, cost $5 from some nearby dollar store. You better check out the prescription on those lenses to see if it's legit. Look up the brand, whatever it takes. Save your wallet. There's another alternative scenario where someone bumps right into you while dropping their food. They snap at you with, Yo, come on! I need my dinner! (sighs) my bad. Here's a 10. Hey, you just got played! You walk away and turn around to see that they're scooping that halal right back onto the plate. And now they're waiting for the next sucker to come by. You got all kinds of people in this world, huh? Next we have the buy my mixtape. Oh nah, these guys aren't just a meme, they're out there. You might be walking on the streets when some guy comes up to you saying, hey yo, what's good? Then they'll ask you if you're from around here. You always gotta respond with yes, otherwise they'll try to mess with you more. After that, what they'll do is act like they definitely want something from you. Hey gorgeous, you looking beautiful today. Here, take a CD. I swear I'm gonna be the next Jay-Z. Yeah, yeah, I've heard it a million times. What's your name, baby girl? (sighs) Erica, okay, Erica, let me sign it for you here and this is how they go trip you It's yours now and if you refuse their friends are gonna come along and corner you They're gonna keep trying to convince you to take it off their hands. They'll act like it's free at first But when you actually take it then they ask you for money surprise surprise you say no to them And that's when they start getting hostile give them a dollar and a dollar Come on, I even signed it. I don't even know who you are. Hey, I'll give you a bargain. How about a 20? These CDs gonna be worth millions later on, trust. Millions, my ass. First of all, $20 is straight robbery. And second, I ended up buying one of these a long time ago out of curiosity. Went home to listen to it. And I most definitely did not hear the next Kanye or Jay-Z or whatever. Waste of a perfectly good CD. Maybe it was better off blank. If you gotta bully people to listen to your music, it's probably not that good in the first place. Now let's talk about the dollar store Disney characters. When you're in crowded areas, you're gonna see some cheap old Disney characters that look like they came straight out of Walmart and tailing you at top speed. This is the shits you see in nightmares. They're gonna follow you for about a minute and keep saying, "Hi, let's take a picture, with their nicest tone. The one time I fell for this, I was standing in between a mutated looking Elmo and an Iron Man with a beer belly, and I was stuck waiting for them to take the picture hey aren't you melting in there it's like 93 degrees out today right at the shot the beer belly Iron Man decided to kiss my cheek this man is violating okay well we got bounds here I was ready to go I thought all they wanted was a picture but then they put their hand out and asked for money I said nope I don't have any then they got aggressive and went off on me walked away and never fell for it since Pickpockets and thieves are classic things you need to watch out for, but these criminals have gotten way too smart lately. So here's what happens on the train. As soon as those doors open at a stop, some guy robs you of your belongings and books it. Two other guys come up to you saying, don't worry, ma'am, we'll get it back for you. And you feel more secure knowing that he'll be caught, because two versus one, right? Nope. What you don't know is that these guys are besties with the thief, and they're not running after him, they're running with him. You ain't ever seen their faces again. Lesson here is to get your lazy ass on track team and get your belongings yourself here's a general rule for you when thou art in the city don't accept anything that people aggressively hand out to you period I've never not once seen anything valid being given out on the street for free so if anyone tries to hand you anything give them the cold shoulder don't be afraid to say no you may or may not get shot fuck the coupon the picture the CD the ticket or the discount for not smiling enough today and that's it you're welcome for the trust issues
3: Thank you, Tabs. That was actually quite helpful and really great advice. I will make sure to not buy any mixtapes off the street when I make it to Joshua Tree. If I make it to Joshua Tree. For more blunt, edgy, real-life content, make sure to check out Tabs on YouTube. Spelled T-A-B-B-E-S. And now I'm going to get my hover on in this rest stop bathroom while you guys listen to an ad.
5: Okay, so a little car update.
3: I have a flat tire, but not to fret. This very nice gentleman who has almost all of his teeth, well, more than five and less than seven, named Percy, has kindly offered to help me. Say hello, Percy.
6: Oh, hey, hi.
3: Oh, hey, how y'all doing? All right, so turns out that butthole of a pothole back there destroyed my tire, and there's also a problem with the spare. The problem being that one time I let my ex-wife Sheila borrow my car to go shopping, and I guess she bought so many decorative pillows that she had to make more space in the car, and decided the way to do that would be to take out my spare tire and leave it in the Kmart parking lot. And when I quietly shouted, but what if I need my spare tire? She sweetly replied, you've got one around your waist. Oh, I'm telling you, that woman was a chupacabra in human form. But I'm not mad. I'm not bitter. I definitely do not have a Sheila voodoo doll dressed in a mini Lululemon outfit with pins stuck through its feet. Nope. No sirree. definitely do not have one of
7: those. In hey, that <laughs> Sheila, yeah? Sheila? She sounds like a real pain in the balls.
3: Percy, don't you dare talk about my little Sheila like that. Huh. You should actually be more mean.
7: <laughs> You're funny little podcast man.
3: I like you. Ah, I like you too, Percy. Also, Percy here has so kindly offered to give me a ride to the mechanic just up the dirt road. What a godsend this guy is. It's also starting to get dark, and who knows what happens when the sun goes down in the desert.
7: Don't mind that smell. That's just, uh, <coughs> that's just a meat dehydrator I got. Making a little salmon jerky. Oh, that sounds, um,
3: super yummy. <laughs> Hey, uh, what do you want to listen to? I've got my Zune on me, so, like, probs 400 songs to choose from. What's your favorite musical, by the way? No, wait, let me guess. You seem like a Starlight Express kind of guy. Mine's Cats, for sure. You ever seen it? I
7: can't say I've had the pleasure of that.
3: Wait, not even the movie? Nope. Oh, my God, Percy. Well, I mean, I've watched it over 37 times. I basically know it by heart. Also, I've heard that there's a cut out there where they digitally added buttholes to all the cats, but... That's neither here nor there right now. It is so good, I'm pretty sure it won an Oscar. It opens on a pack of stray cats prowling around an alleyway, and then a car rumbles by and tosses a fancy white cat in a sack named Victoria out the window. And then they all sing a song about jellicles. What's a jellicle? No one knows, and they never explain it. Oh, crap, sorry, my little fable babies. I almost forgot about you in our next story. This next story comes to us from Reddit, and it's definitely an experience I'd like to never experience, if that makes sense. Sorry, where was I? So, this song, so beautiful. It starts with, Are you blind when you're born? Can you see in the dark? Dare you look at a king? Would you sit on his throne? But they're cats.
7: I was studying abroad in Thailand, right? And I went with a friend of mine to this island called uh, Kosamoy for the weekend. And um, we check into our dinky little hotel room and we rent a couple of motorbikes naturally, right? So we start cruising around the island, quickly getting lost on the back roads. It was fun. We were having a good time. It's not a big deal. Um, we find this cool little tiki bar and we start drinking the night away. You know, it's everything's so cheap there. So we're just throwing them back and we're just like, well, yeah, you know, we'll figure it out. We'll get home eventually somehow. Uh, you fast forward to about midnight, and we've drank enough that eh, you know, uh, motorbiking back to wherever the hell we came from—that seems like a good idea, right? So, I mean, come on, it's an island, right? Who who gets lost on an island? So, uh, we set back in the general direction of the hotel, <laughs> and after about an hour of zigzagging around dirt roads, wasted. We pass something that smells like sh- it smells sh- like shit. It smells terrible. Uh, so I turn back over my shoulder and make this sour face at my friend. Like, meh. And uh, boom. In a flash, I fly off the side of the road and smash the motorbike off an embankment and into what I assume is, is like a like a swamp, basically, um, of the town's sewage. Yeah. I, it's like I fell into a shit pool. A shit puddle. A shit lake. Huh uh it by the time i realized what happened I'm, I'm like fully submerged trying to account for my body parts let alone wipe my face and mouth clear of this revolting shit i mean i scramble out scratched bruised, totally shamed embarrassed feeling like a fucking idiot but i'm all in one piece right so the motorbike is half stuck it's like submerged right so we yank the thing out and i somehow we get we get it running again um and we we limp back and, and eventually we find our hotel it is it was a fucking miracle um so we get there, it must have been like 3 three a.m. or something like that. I stink of shit and, and it just had, you know, a plethora of scratches, bruises all over my body that had been marinating in this shit for like over an hour. So I sprint to the hotel room. I shower like my life depends on it. Just sh- like scrubbing like a fucking OCD maniac. And uh, after a few minutes of, of, of cleaning, you know, scrubbing myself, I, I, I come out of the bathroom. Uh, there's no friend in sight. So I go to my suitcase to get dressed, look for him. But my suitcase is, it's like practically empty. There's a few t-shirts, some underwear. It's its weird. Totally strange. I look for my backpack. Shit, my backpack's nowhere in sight. My friend's backpack's not there either. We, I mean, clearly we were robbed. So I'm like, fuck. Frantically, I throw on a shirt and I'm in my underwear and I run outside to find my friend. He's banging on the door of the lobby, already aware that our stuff is missing. He's, me, I'm feeling drunk, hungover, totally violated and multiple ways so i sprint over and i join him i start banging throwing rocks at the window until you know until hopefully somebody will respond and help us report this crime that's like even a thing in thailand I don't know. at that point i had no idea so before long a little old thai man he pokes his head around from the corner of the building we yelled for his attention you know like hey hey uh and he I, we scared him or something because he just darts away so of course naturally we chase after him then he reappears but this time he's got a fucking machete He's wielding a machete. So we let out a massive, holy shit! And then he shouted something at us in Thai that we, of course we didn't have any idea what he was saying. Then we bolt as far as we can away from, from the hotel, from the whole property. And eventually we end up at this other beach resort, somehow far away. Me, I'm still Winnie the Pooing in my T-shirt and underwear. And my friend, is he's just gross from a long day of motorbiking and shit swamp waiting we have no idea what we're going to do. Um, we had no hotel, no passports, no clothes. Our, our wallets and our phones were back at the recently robbed hotel room. I mean, hopefully they're still there where, you know, this is there's a little old time man waiting for us with a fucking machete. So defeated, um, we just said, fuck it, you know, and we, we passed out on this new, nicer, I'll ad- admit, nicer, uh, resorts, beach chairs. And we just allow these mosquito mosquitoes to just feast on our helpless bodies until the sun rises. And so eventually the sun does rise. We survive the night. Uh, and then that morning we just, we limp back to the hotel. Um, our hotel, the original hotel. Uh, we sneak into the room, grab all that's left of our possessions. Thank God it wasn't robbed twice. Our wallets, they were still there and everything was, you know... I don't know why they didn't take the wallets in the first place, but that's I know that, I haven't figured that one out yet, but anyway, I uh, I buy a bathing suit to uh, to wear over my underwear. Um, and then we swiftly got the fuck off of that miserable little hell realm of an island. So, yeah, that was my Ko Samoy experience. So just know when en- anybody ever posts pictures on Instagram talking about how awesome Kosamoy is. It is bullshit. They are lying to you. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it.
3: So then, Mr. Mistopheles has to use his magic to bring back old Deuteronomy. Oh, hey, hey, sweet little fable babies, welcome back. Seriously, was that story not a nightmare wrapped inside of another nightmare wrapped inside of an old moldy fruitcake? A machete? Come on, good lord. Okay, just if you could just give me one second, I'll be right back. I can't leave Percy hanging right now. Where was I? Oh, yeah. So all of the cats sing a song to Mr. Mistoffelees to make him feel magical again. And they're like, oh, well, I never was there ever a cat so clever as magical, Mr. Mistoffelees. And then oh they repeat it God. like 75 times. Shut it's amazing. Up.
7: Shut up. Shut, shut up. Shut up. I cannot take it anymore. Listen, I was gonna kidnap you and lock you in my basement and make you play Settlers of Catan with me because my wife refuses to play with me because there's just something about that game that turns me into a little bit of an angry baby, but holy fuck!
5: It is not worth it.
7: (laughs) Oh, God. Not.
3: Worth. it. Wait, but don't you want to know who wins the Jellicle Ball? Out! Uh, d- d- get uh, out! Stop pushing get- me. Don't you want to know who wins the Jellicle Ball? Just get out! Get out of my truck! But but but, but, but it's it's dark and deserty. Take my flashlight.
7: Oh, and here's some salmon jerking for the road. Now get the fuck out of my truck! It was Grisabella. Grisabella wins the Jellicle Ball!
3: Oh, wow. What a nutsack. I mean, that was a complete overreaction. He just threw me out of his truck. I guess Percy's more of a dog person. Oh, God, where am I? I don't have any service. My phone's almost dead. Luckily, I have my entire podcast recording set up, but I don't know how that's going to help me get back to civilization. Thankfully, our last story is a super sweet story from creator couple Matt and Abby that'll leave you saying, aww, and not, get out of my car. I hate animals. I have no soul. My wife won't play games with me.
1: Wham, wham. So Matt and I were 21 and 20 and in the very first week of our marriage and had just gotten on our Western Caribbean honeymoon cruise. I think it was the first full day on the cruise and we were sitting at dinner. We just had like a really good meal, had a little champagne and we were looking at the cruise's itinerary for the night and on the itinerary it said the newlywed game show. And I said to you, Matt, I was like, Oh my gosh, we're newlyweds. We should totally do this. This sounds so fun.
6: And immediately I was like, Absolutely, we gotta do that. That that could be a great bonding activity. And then I, I said, Hey, let's start practicing for the game show. So what's your favorite color? Okay, it's it's yellow, okay, got that down like What's your uh mom's middle name? Oh sweet, okay, we got that. And we started practicing these questions, literally having no idea what we were getting ourselves into.
1: Yeah, since we're 21 and 20, we had never seen the newlywed game show before. So we thought it was just gonna be like a simple asking your, how well do you know your spouse, like type yeah. of deal. But when we got there, the ballroom was like filled with people. And like there wasn't enough seats for everybody, and
6: there was balcony seating. I would say there was at least 700 people there. It was packed out.
1: So then the game show host, wasn't his name Paquito?
6: His name was Paquito.
1: He was hilarious. He was from the Philippines. And he said, okay, so our first couple is going to be the couple that's been married the longest. And then this couple had been married for what, 50 years?
6: Something like that got picked out of the audience. And you know everyone was, oh, yay. There's this couple that's been married for 50 years. And then they said we need the couple that's been married the least, and so immediately we raised our hands wanting to participate.
1: We've been married seven days, so we're like, yeah. surely we've been the least. Yeah,
6: because we waited a week to go on our, our honeymoon, but there was a couple there that had literally just gotten married the day before. Yeah. So they got in,
1: but they were just as old as the first couple. So they were. It, it must was have weird. been like second, or yeah, third second marriages, marriages. but. Yeah, so then we're like, shoot, well, um, how many couples are they going to have? He's like, we need one more couple. So we were so excited. We're like, sweet, like, this is going to be so fun. And, okay, so the setup of the game show, I should probably explain that. Yeah, yeah. So, like, they take one spouse and take them away from their other spouse. And they go somewhere else. They can't hear what's happening on stage. They have no idea what's going on. And then they ask the one partner from each couple a question and we had no idea like Matt said these questions were so raunchy like questions I would not probably tell my best friend I wouldn't tell <laughs> my mother like I would not tell anybody like in front of me. a
6: crowd of 700 people.
1: 700 people and the way they have it set up is that your spouse is away so then you could set yourself up for some serious embarrassment if they answer it differently So, Matt was out on stage first, and I had no idea what they were asking him. I still didn't know at this point, like, the level of intensity these questions were. (laughs) And so, like, I'm back in the back room, and I'm, like, talking with... It was kind of awkward, honestly. I was talking with the other two women, and, like, they were, like, kind of vulgar and talking about, like, their husbands and, like, hanging out with them, like, naked. And I was like, what is going on? Like, they were both, like... How old would you say? Much, much, much older than me.
6: I wanna say one of them was probably 65. Yeah. And the other one was 60.
1: Yeah, I just like didn't have a place there, I guess. Yeah. And so I still didn't know what was happening on stage. I was tempted to run away, to be honest with you. I was like, I'm about to s- skeet out of here. <laughs> but but then I get out on stage and I have no idea what they asked me at. but then the first question, I kid you not, they asked me was, okay, we want to know everything about your first night of lovemaking on the Norwegian breakaway, which was the name of the cruise ship. And I was like, what? And then he like stops <laughs> there and he's like, but to keep it more appropriate, we just want you to compare your first night of lovemaking to a holiday. Was it A, like lots of fireworks and Crackles and blah, blah, all this stuff. Like the fourth.
6: Pow, pow. Yeah, he did say pow, David. He was using these different like. Sound effects. Sound effects.
1: And I was like, what the heck? He's like, like the 4th of July. Or was it B, like Halloween, lots of freaks and tricks? (laughs) Was it C, like Thanksgiving, like sleeping with a turkey? (laughs) (laughs) Or or D, was it like Memorial Day, honoring the dead? (laughs) (laughs) And And I was like. What in the world?
6: And, and so And so the old couple they ask and the guy go and the and the wife answers Memorial Day and, and people are like, dying. And then for the next couple, which is the newlywed, but they're they're like six years old. are
1: kind of creepy
6: honestly. They they were very happy to be in love, but they were just a you know a different a little couple. Awkward. And uh, they answered fireworks and it gets to Abby and she's like, What in the world like why it- am I telling people this right now what's happening
1: (laughs) and i was like fireworks and he's and i first i was like did i get it right because like that's really awkward right if i don't answer the same way matt does like that's so awkward yeah thankfully i got that one right and so i think that was like probably one of the worst questions that they asked you you also asked like if you could get rid of one of your in-laws family members and i was like oh my gosh (laughs) it was just getting bad and so then
6: I think the question that just topped it off it was like it, I was like how the heck did we end up here was when they're asking me they're like okay you need to tell us now where are the craziest places that you've made love and I'm like uh like like kiss like you know like, we we waited till like,
1: marriage so we had been married for 7 days if that gives you any context for yeah, our, our range of and, answers and he's
6: like he's like no like was it in the canoe? Like, come on. You, you know what I'm talking about. And I'm like, uh, uh what? <laughs> and so I just was like, yeah, I mean, like, you know, the bedroom, you know? And it was just so awkward. I oh wanted to leave gosh. so bad. And then Abby comes out. Yeah. And of course, he did something that I was not expecting at all.
1: <laughs> so, like, he said what's the craziest place you've made love? And I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, how did Matt answer this? Like, I don't know what's going on. And so then I say, like, I kind of act confused because I was confused. And I was like, the bedroom? And he's like, nope, that wasn't the answer. And so I'm like, oh, shoot. So now I, like, extend my range because I'm like, okay, maybe places that we've, like, made out, like, when we were dating or, like, all these things. So I'm like, I think I said...
6: You started going, you got went off the wall. You were like yeah oh let me just give you a full list we no, have,
1: matt you were actually wrong you should have said the bathroom
6: i should have said the bathroom you're right that what i didn't even so think I about said that. the
1: bathroom i said like you my said parents
6: house. You, you go my mom's house <laughs> and i'm like what which, and was, the, true. It which was, was true it was which actually was true but i just didn't think about it and so you
1: kind of you set me up for a failure there i
6: kind of did but, but i just i didn't know what to do when he asked me that question <laughs> it's like I'm not going to be like, yeah, the bathroom in her mom's house. Like, that's just not. No. not oh, I
1: to was go. thinking of the bathroom on the cruise.
6: Yeah, well, the bathroom on the cruise and your mom's house. I wasn't going to say okay, that. There's bad. 700 people watching.
1: So, <laughs> well, apparently I was okay with everyone knowing that. So I was oh just like, gosh. I gave probably about four different answers to this question. Each time everyone's going crazier and crazier because like they already know that I basically answered the question and now I'm just giving them more and more juicy details about our life. And so, it just got super, super, super embarrassing. So, we like, basically, once the show is over, first of all, we lost. Oh, oh wait, I no, so I, I have a oh, funny part. Oh, what? So, to that exact question that what's the juiciest place, like, where's the craziest place you can yeah. love? The couple that had been married for two days. Oh. Oh, my gosh.
6: No. I
1: have to tell them this. The couple that had been married for two days. Literally, the guy gave some crazy answer which I wasn't obviously out there for. It
6: was a wild I can't even think of what it was it was so wild. His
1: his wife was like answering and she's like I can't think of any like she answered and it was wrong and she's like I can't think of anything else. And
6: it's just silent and everyone's like wondering what's happening and we're looking at this guy like where did he get this wild answer from? Because she
1: seemed to have no idea.
6: And they bring the microphone over and he goes yeah it wasn't with you and we're like what? What?
1: We're like
7: (laughs) I thought that was assumed.
6: And everyone's dying. So they got embarrassed big time. We got embarrassed for sure. Like everyone, it was just a disaster. I think theirs was
1: worse. And did you remember that we saw them on the plane on the way home? Oh, we did. And we're like, oh my gosh.
6: But here's 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 what even this is this is the icing on the cake. No, 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 no,
1: no. Let me say this. Okay. So we we basically run away. We got like a complimentary mug, so
6: yeah that's great, all we
1: got for that it's a great
6: it is a nice mug <laughs> i will nice give them mug. that it's a very nice mug
1: but we like <laughs> we run away and we like hide somewhere for the rest of the night basically and we get up the next morning and we have like the nicest server that we knew his name was john and john was like hey i saw you guys yesterday on the newlywed game show and we're like oh you were there and he's like no i wasn't able to make it i had to work i was working on the dinner shift he's like but i just came home and turned on my cabin TV and saw you, and we're like, what?
6: We're like, cabin TV? There's a TV in our cabin? Well, we knew so- there
1: wasn't TV in uh, our yeah, cabin. <laughs> okay, I guess
6: we did know that, but we then turn on our cabin TV. No, we so he's back. like,
1: he's like, yeah, 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 it's it's streaming 24-7 on all the TVs in the entire cruise ship, and we're like, what? So we, like, finish our breakfast really fast and go back to our cabin, and sure enough, there's not that much content, because... Like, I mean, they can only put out what they make on those cruise ships. And it's just us embarrassing ourselves over and over and over again all day.
6: Just on repeat, all day long, 24-7, the whole entire cruise. I mean. So by the by the end of this thing, literally everyone on the cruise ship knows who we are. Oh, yeah. And they're all, they're, they were like. People would just say, like, probably, I would, I think we got this comment probably every day of the cruise, like, was it fireworks last night? Was it fireworks fireworks again? Was it Memorial Day? Uh, And it's just like, oh, my God. Like,
1: people that should know nothing about us know far more than, like, our most close friends and family about us like i was like what is going on so like people kept saying like oh my gosh i saw you on the newlywed game show like even little kids i was like what's yeah. going on <laughs> this is not what i want to be known for on this cruise ship
6: which honestly looking back i'm so glad we did it it's a great memory it was fun while it was super uncomfy at times oh, well, it yeah. was <laughs> worth it it was worth it and uh it was a, a fun way to remember our, our cruise fight.
1: <laughs> yeah like if anything, I took away from that experience was just to say yes more. You don't need to know all the details. Just say yeah. yes because, like, we have an awesome memory now. And it was it was hilarious while it was super embarrassing. It was so fun to, like, yeah. be on stage and just honestly just have people laugh about us and just not take life so seriously yeah so we honestly made a scene everywhere on our honeymoon cruise like you sing karaoke to me so many times yeah and like we were dancing like maniacs oh my (laughs) gosh at the club
6: we lived it up we had a good time on that cruise but that is our honeymoon story we hope you guys enjoyed it and uh it was it was definitely one to remember
3: Wasn't that sweet? Simply adorbs. For more precious couple content, make sure to follow Matt and Abby on YouTube and TikTok. Simply search Matt and Abby. You guys, I, uh, I'm going to be totally honest with you here. I, I, I'm kind of freaking out. I really don't know what to do. I'm, you know, I'm stranded out in the middle of the desert. I'm, I'm exhausted. I've been walking for a full eight minutes. The sun is totally down. It's like pitch black out here. I mean, my cell phone's completely dead. I, I, should I make a shelter out of my cargo pants or something? I don't know what to do. Whoa, whoa, what was that? Guys, there's a pair of glowing eyes looking right at... Oh, oh, guys, it's a little baby raccoon. Hi, little guy. Look how cute you are. Aww. Oh, what's that behind you? Oh, my God. There's another one. Is that your brother? Your big brother?
6: Your very big brother?
3: Okay, there's a lot of you guys around. I'm, you're, I'm kind of fully surrounded here. Great. I'm counting maybe two, three, four, 40, 40. Wow, guys, we got a big family. What, are you Catholic? Okay, all right. Um, You know, everybody, just stay. We stop advancing. If you would all just please stop advancing, that would. Oh, hey, don't you? T- hey, give me, give me that back. Give me back my flashlight. Okay, one of them just stole my flashlight. Okay, oh God, they're, they're closing in. Oh God, hey, hey, boom, get back. Shoo! Stop it! Stop. Hey, no, let go of that! Let
7: go of my microphone! Stop
3: it! Stop! Stop! How are you so strong with your weird hands? Let go! Ah! Let me go! Thank you all so much for listening to the Storytime Podcast! Major shout-out to all of our storytellers, Tabs, Matt and Abby, and the Reddit user cmdr-keen.
7: No, stop it! Let me go!
3: No, don't you take my salmon jerky! It's
4: mine!
3: Do you have a travel dream or nightmare story? Type up your adventure or send an audio file to storytime at collab.inc and maybe we'll share our favorites on an upcoming episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment and give us a five-star rating and leave a review. It really helps us out a lot. Storytime is a production of iHeartRadio and Collab. Executive producers Eric Jax, Song Kang, and Will McFadden. Hosted by Will McFadden. Produced by Jessica Eccles, Jason Shapiro, Jenny Ulmer, and Daniela Mora. Written by Jenny Ulmer. Sound design by Tony Maddox. Voice acting by Bob Turton. Original score by Scott Simons. Cover art by John Kusagaya. And animation by Bella Bouchon.
5: provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.
1: What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.